Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Comic Book Investing System Podcast. And today we are going to be talking about comic book commissions and rules surrounding them. And so I'm going to give a brief definition what a commission is as far as comics. And typically when you say commission, you know, you commission somebody to do something, you pay somebody to go do something, and typically it deals with art, but it could deal with a variety of other things, and it's sort of a word for saying, hey, I'm going to go hire you to do something, but that's what it means. In comics, there's these things called blank covers. For those who are unaware or you're new to the industry, and there's a few things that are cool about blank covers. Well, they're either white or black, and they're cool to stare at. And it's just a variant cover. But more importantly, what they're really meant for is for an artist to sketch on it or draw on it or do a remark on it. And it's kind of a blank canvas or a half blank canvas or it might have the words of the cover on it. And then there's a bunch of room for somebody to do something really cool on it. And typically you'd bring the book to a con or a comic shop or something like that. Or you could draw on it yourself if you so choose. And that's the whole point of it. So that's kind of what a commission is as far as a definition. And probably we're going to re-examine all of this at another date and talk further about rules on actually getting commissions and what you should expect and how you actually sell it to an artist and explain what you want so you're happy and the artist is happy and everybody knows what they're doing. But as far as the economic side of it, which is what I would like to talk about, because I like talking about the money side of things. So... Commissions can be a very good investment in, in many ways. Um, given that this is an investment comic investment podcast, uh, commissions can be very good depending on who's doing it, how rare the person does it, if it's a popular character, and so it's cool in that regard. But here's how it works in many ways, and sometimes people get it graded at cons, sometimes they don't get it graded. It's either or, it doesn't really matter because both can be very valuable in different aspects. But Here's the rule. So, and, and I'll tell the story how this came out. I was browsing, and a friend of mine actually was having this debate. I'm actually still in his question, and he was actually struggling. So, it's actually his story where um, pretty much he was saying, Oh, you know, this person I want to get a commission from just said, Hey, send it friends and family through PayPal because they're doing it through the internet. Because at the time I'm recording this, this is COVID. And he's like, does anybody know anything about this or about this artist? Is the artist trustworthy? And all these questions on the actual monetary side started popping up because you're sending something through PayPal and friends and money, for those who don't understand, versus paying a 3% fee is that you can't claim fraud. You can't reclaim that money. You lose your buyer protection if you're sending it friends and family. And so that's why this is a concern. And so it became a very big debate. And if you're in a bunch of comic groups on Facebook, I'm sure you can find this. But pretty much the discussion was going what I was saying. And I'm going to use Zenscope as an example because on my other show, Pop Anime Comics Lounge, and on conversations in pop culture, I've done a lot of people from that company. And one of the things that I was saying is that, well, how much do you trust somebody? You know, how much do you trust an artist? You know, I highly doubt a Jim Lee is going to screw you over. But, you know, you never know in many regards. But depending on how high that person is, depending on their track record, depending on how much they care about their reputation, these are all questions you have to say, hey, am I going to send somebody money? 
Do I even want to go and give them money? Do I want to claim part of the money? How much money are they asking? If someone says, I'll do a commission for 50 bucks and it's Jim Lee, I mean, you might want to also reconsider that as well, where certain price points make sense. If somebody says, hey, I do commissions for 300 bucks and my rate is $300 and I'm backed up and these are all the commissions that I've gotten out last year and the year before and they have a good track record and they're somewhat accessible, then you, know, you might want to consider working with them. And so you have to go through this barometer of trust and saying, okay, what is this person's track record? What does everybody say about them? Who else has gotten in a commission that I could say, hey, how did your experience go? Because I contacted people. I just got a commission about a year ago at a con. And before I got the commission, I basically asked a bunch of people that I know and a bunch of other people and random people say, hey, how was your experience with so-and-so? And I knew who the person was. I didn't speak to them or ever met them before, but I knew who they were. And I also, obviously, I stated there as Xenoscope artists and I have a relationship as an interviewer with a lot of Xenoscope artists and writers at this point. So I knew that I wasn't going to get screwed over at a con, paid fully, had no qualms about it, knew I wasn't going to get screwed over because of who I know in the industry. And the person that I was getting the commission from also knew that I have connections to that company. And so I got taken care of. But, and there's a reason why I started this entire story talking about this because it is an issue of trust. It's how much do you trust somebody that's going to say, okay, if I give you money and I send it without the fee and without that protection, you know, you're not going to screw me over. Because we hear stories about this from professionals. We hear stories about this from unprofessional people as well, and people who are just doing really cool stuff. And you're like, oh man, this is really cool. What you do, I love what you do. We hear that all the time in the comic community, and so that's something that you have to be aware of. Now, if you like the person, but you know they have a 50/50 record, and saying, oh, I want you to send it friends and family. You know, you might say, hey, look, I want to do business with you. I'll eat the fat on the 3% on PayPal to send it to you. But that's just it. I'm going to eat the fat. I'll pay on a $300 commission. I will pay the 9 to $12 commission because in the long run, if that person screws me over and doesn't deliver, I know that I could call up PayPal and be like, ring, ring. Hey guys, I didn't get my item from this and I sent it to you guys and my protection is in suit because of that and it's protected. So this is what we talk about with commissions is that this is what was going on and basically ultimately he's a friend and I know him and I met him at a bunch of cons, this guy and hopefully he's not going to be too angry with me telling his story and I'm not mentioning his name but he said, hey, you know, I'm going to be on the safe side. I'm just going to pay that 3% fee on it. So just to give you an idea, you know, 100 bucks, 3% is 3 bucks, 200 is 6, 300 it's 9, 400 it's 12. So that's the other thing too is that, you know, I get it if you're buying a $10,000 commission, which I don't think is even possible. Um, I don't even know how, how rational that would be because you might as well buy the original artwork or buy somebody to do the cover you want them to do on a book. And actually get the original artwork and basically say, hey, I'm going to do cover B on this book and then sell it to the masses. That is more of a $10,000 price. In my opinion, is something that you should do with that instead. But I digress. 
But the whole point of what I'm getting at is that for $12 on a $400 commission, you can get peace of mind. You know, 12 bucks, if 12 bucks buys you peace of mind and buys you protection for somebody and you want to take the risk thinking they're going to mess it up and screw you and you could buy your insurance policy for $12, it's a no-brainer. So that's the entire thing. It's not even trust so much if you trust them. So when if I'm to go do an online commission with certain artists that I have had on my show, I know who they are, I've met them at cons, I know people because of where I'm at with my other show conversations and pop culture and the pop out of my comics lounge, I know certain artists and they know who I am. They're not going to screw me. So I could send them money, friends and family, and they're going to keep me up to date every two months. Say, hey, your commission is in three more. I'm working on it. No worries. And I'll be like, hey, I got it. You know, you know, that happens to me. You know, people, I deal with editors on my podcast all the time. Like, man, I had a tough week. I'm sorry. I'm like, oh, dude, no worries about it. Because I know people aren't going to screw me, is my point. Because they know me. It's business. And then they trust me. But if you don't trust the person, I know I'm reiterating myself because it has to be driven in multiple times. The best thing you can do is PayPal and say, hey, look, you know, I feel more comfortable as X. And I'm going to eat that fat. And I'm going to give you your 400 and I'm going to pay for it. And if that means that X happens or... For instance, if they have to wait a few days, you could say, hey, look, you don't have to work on this until the money clears. You know, i am just been burned in the past, and that's what I've done. I haven't done it, actually, but I've been burned in the past on projects, on Kickstarter and other venues in the comic world, and now I act a certain way, and I openly say, and I engage, and I say, hey, I've been the victim of something, and now I've learned how not to be and how to protect myself in enough circumstances. You know, I bought products on PayPal that were supposed to have delivery dates. That never happened. It's 20 bucks. I've learned. I bought tickets to events and then companies have folded under. I get it. You know, I've been burned. Now I act accordingly. I engage accordingly. I move forward accordingly. And so that's just what I do. And I think that's something that's super important to understand that if we're talking 12 bucks solving your problem, just say ultimately to the person, this is what I would do if you're looking to buy a commission and as an investment in particular, I would say, hey, look, I'm just gonna eat the fat. I'll pay the 12 bucks. You know, if it takes you three days to get it out, you know, or it's gonna cost you 3% to take it, I'll just add that 3%. So if it's gonna cost me $24, 12 on my end and 12 on their end, but I get protection, and now I know if they screw me, PayPal is going to get my back. It's it's dirt cheap for something that I want and as an investment. And what I would do then if I'm going to buy a commission and then sell it, what I would then do is that I would just tack it on. So if it costs me $400 for the commission and then $24 in fees, the starting point of that commission is $425 and up. I will not take anything less than $425 on its worst day. Obviously, I'm interested in making money. If I took $425, bucks, i would make no money on it. I'd make a dollar on it in, in reality. But my whole point that I'm trying to make is that those expenditures just get tacked on to it. And that's the whole point of this because you're buying peace of mind. 
So that's the entire thing with rules of commissions and a variety of other things dealing with that, where especially on the money side and the economic side of all of this, because this is how you protect yourself. And again, unfortunately in the comic community, especially in the indie scene and on all these comic groups, there are people who are very shady, who do not deliver, who do not do the right thing. And there's two types of people. There are professionals. And and so so I'll, I'll drop a name. Chuck Dixon's always got a project going on on Kickstarter or with other companies. He is what is called a professional. Okay? He is called a professional where he gets his stuff done. And it's effective. Charles Soule, Ryan Brown, professionals. Now, Scott Snyder is a professional. Then there are people who are professional comic writers but get fired from jobs because they can't get their pages done. Same thing with artists. But then those artists are taking commissions, and yet they're still doing pages for a Marvel DC image or an indie book. And then, well, you know, they don't do your commission first, and then they keep taking commissions and they have your money. That's why this is super important to understand and protect and why you need to send it with that percentage fee attached to it and you eat the fat because all of a sudden what happens is that three years go by you're like hey man where's my commission and well you know or if you start saying hey man what's going on with this and then they just stop radio communicating with you boom you call up paypal you got six months and you know that's the deal and somebody if you got a commission it should not take more than six months it should not take more than six months unless it's something special and it's worked out and that you pay it a certain, you're paying it in, in tiers. And that, that's another thing that also, if you are spending like 1200 1500 bucks, as I've seen people do it, I've seen people spend $3,200. If you're doing that over the internet, I would pay in tiers. I pay in tiers and I pay in increments with updates to the work. And that's what I would do on, on a level, especially, and I know it's a little bit off topic, if it's a personal book, I would do it. And if it's an investment book, I would demand that, that that progress every month, you know, or every three months, every quarter. And I'd say, you show me progress, I send you money. You show me progress, I send you money. You know, I got no problem putting down. So if it's a $3,200 book, you know, 3,200 divided by four is 800, I believe. Yeah, it's 800 bucks. So you say, hey, every quarter over the next year, I'll send you $800. Because then you have six months if something goes wrong to deal with that money. Or you say, look, I'll put up 800 bucks right now from the start, but then every month I'm gonna just send you 200 bucks and then on completion, I'm gonna finish the rest. So if you want your money really quickly, finish the project every month. And you, you could say, look, I got the money right here sitting in my bank account, but I'm not sending it to you because I need to tear it in because it's not that I don't trust you, it's that I don't trust anybody is the point I'm trying to make. So. That's kind of the economic rules of dealing with commissions and addressing them and really using your brain, especially if it's an investment. You know, if it's a personal book, there's a little bit more leeway because you're not economically being hurt except the money that you use to buy and get the commission, but you're not selling the book. But if you're planning to go get this book commissioned out and then put it up on eBay as a one of a kind awesome thing, and it's like, you know, somebody's last thing or like you get the opportunity to do a J. Scott Campbell remark, you know, sort of really cool, right? You know, maybe, maybe you want to, you know, get that thing taken care of, especially if it's, you know, in, in piecemeal and things like that and the person gets busy. 
to some degree. So that's kind of one of those things where you really want to be on the ball. And that paying that extra money sometimes is worth every cent. And look, if the artist isn't happy about it, and I say this with, with a lot of stuff, you know, if the artist isn't thrilled about it, because, oh, they're like, I'm going to have to wait five days for my money. And that's not really your problem. Because if five days makes the difference between a deal, you know, then something is off. And that should be a red flag. You know, saying, look, you know, I'm going to send it and I'll eat the fat on both our ends. Because I want this done, but I would like that protection. And if an artist has an issue with that, well, you know, you should probably walk away even if they're a cool person because the likelihood of them screwing you is probably a little bit higher than usual because that that's kind of a red flag so that's kind of the rules of commissioning and on the economic side obviously at some point we're going to talk about the rules of actually building a sketch out and what to do and what not to do and how that affects investing and all sorts of fun stuff and things of that nature later on but I figured we would just speak about this topic because I just saw the question and I thought it was a great question in one of these Facebook forums. And a friend of mine put it up there. And this is sort of my answer to him on a much more expanded level. Uh, but I think it's super important to know this and just get the wheels turning in everybody's head. You know, and I know that everybody's at a different level with this entire podcast and everything else that's coming out and their comic book investing journey. But again, this is just something to keep in the back of your head and. Again, it also will make you a better investor. Just keep it in the back of your head, and at some point it'll come up, and you'll be grateful that you watched this episode, you saw this episode, you engaged with this episode, and this information was prevalent to you. Anyway, thank you so much. I'll be back here tomorrow, Tuesday. Again, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Got a lot of stuff going on this week. I'm going to give everybody a heads up that Wednesday night, 8.15, I got an interview with Sahara 7. I have a Zenoscope appearance on one of their virtual streams at 7.45, that is December 10th, for those who are watching or hearing this at a later date, as well as on Friday at one o'clock, I would like to be by and interview Jamie Tindall, who is an artist, and we're gonna be talking about his latest Kickstarter that just passed over the 30,000 marker, pretty damn close to it. Um, it's got 400 backers on backer number 400, so pretty cool stuff. Um, so that, that's pretty much what's going on with this, but I'm gonna remind everybody later on anyway, and every day that we're doing this, and definitely, Goal here is to make you a better comic book investor. So I'll catch you on Tuesday tomorrow.